Welcome back to the Chris Gates Fitness Podcast. I am your host. My name is Chris, and I'm excited to dive into today's episode. I'm excited that you're here for it, and uh, I think we'll all learn a little bit. There's a, a bunch of questions that I have for today's episode that are, um, I think, really popular. I think things that are important to know and understand about fitness and nutrition and what you should be doing to properly chase the goals that you have and you know make progress and be as efficient uh, in pursuing those goals that you have as you possibly can. So I'm excited to dive in today. Uh, it is a Q&A, so I'll run through the five questions that we have on the list for today's episode. Episode, and they are as follows. Uh, first up, I'm 14 and a little overweight. What recommendations do you have for me to lose weight? So recommendations for people who are younger teenagers that want to lose weight, what would I recommend? After that, what alternatives do you have to the basic foods that I'm supposed to eat, like chicken, rice, veggies, eggs, and protein? You know, how, how, what other foods can I eat and incorporate into my diet to keep pursuing the goals that I have. Um, somebody asked me if I could talk on the podcast about how I managed to write articles and do the social media content, newsletters, website, podcasts, like all that stuff along with having a family and other responsibilities. Um, so I'll tack that one on at the end um, since it's not as much fitness related, but I thought it was an interesting question and uh, i you know, didn't know people would be interested in, in uh, hearing a little bit about the process, but I'm happy to share that. Uh, also, does it matter when you take creatine? Do I recommend any certain brands for it? And then the last question, I find it hard to stay in a calorie deficit because I eat emotionally and I join whenever my roommates eat. Do I have any tips for you? So those are the five questions for today's episode. I think they're all pretty good and um, we'll dive into each one here uh, as we go along real quick before we dive into all of the questions and answers in this episode. As always, I want to remind you that I am a coach and I work with people all over the world to chase their goals with fitness and nutrition. So if you want to build muscle, burn fat, uh, feel more confident, just develop a healthier lifestyle and do some of these things that are proven to really uh, improve your quality of life and set you up for better health for the duration of your life you know, that's what we work on. I, I work with my clients to not only help them achieve, you know, their short-term goals and their long-term goals, but provide uh, everyone I work with with uh, as much knowledge as I possibly can so that long after we are done working together, you have the fundamental principles and you have the knowledge and understanding to take these things and implement them so that whatever your goals may be down the road, however things may change for you, you know how to manipulate your healthy lifestyle habits, what you're doing with exercise, what you're doing with your diet to continue to work yourself in the right direction. So with that said, I am opening things up for clients here starting on May 1st, okay? I'm going to be accepting new clients on May 1st because I've had a few spots open up. I would really highly encourage you to contact me if you are interested, okay? We're going to open that up on May 1st, but you can feel free to let me know ahead of time if this is something that you want to talk about, what is coaching like, um, or you know, if you want to learn more about it, there is a link to the coaching my coaching page in the show notes for this episode. You can head over there check everything out. And if you're interested, you can submit an application. I will reach out to you and we can talk to you. We can talk about that May 1st deadline, what your uh, goals are looking like and how I might be able to help you put a 
program together to start working in the right direction. But there's going to be a limited amount of slots, just like the last time. Um, so like I said, if you're interested, would highly, highly recommend you uh, check out my coaching page, get in touch with me if you're interested, and we can start that conversation, okay? Um, but all right, let's dive into the uh, questions. And we'll start with that first one. I'm 14. I'm a little bit overweight. What recommendations do you have for me to lose weight? Quite honestly, for virtually anybody this young, 14, you're a teenager, um, you know, probably into like, you know, your college years too. Uh, Rather than focusing on your body composition, your body weight, and, um, you know, trying to manipulate it to, to lose weight or something like that, I really would try and steer you in a completely different direction, to be quite honest with you, especially at the age of 14, if you're that young. What I would really recommend you do is focus more intently on what you're doing with exercise and actually try and set your focus on the basics, the fundamental principles of strength training, understanding you know how to do certain compound exercises, dialing in your form and technique, um, understanding and learning about what type of accessory exercises complement those compound exercises, and figuring out you know if you have a specific goal or if you want to set a goal for strength training to get stronger or build muscle or whatever it may be. Like focus in more specifically on those performance-related goals because when you're that young your body still has so much developing to do. Uh, you can talk to countless people who like at 14, you're like a freshman in high school, right? There's, you're still going to be growing. For the vast majority of people, you're still going to grow throughout high school in some way, shape, or form. You'll probably hit another growth spurt. And you'd be much better served by, at that age, learning about strength training, learning about cardio, and like what matters with cardio, right? L- learning about... Um, how certain forms of cardio can benefit your overall health and and kind of steering away from the stuff about like doing cardio to burn calories, to lose weight, like really try and focus on performance with your exercise. Um, because what you'll see is that you can make changes in your body composition just by training, by training hard, Again, focusing on those basics, focus on doing some type of squat each week, some type of pressing exercise each week, could be like a dumbbell press or a bench press or a shoulder press. Um, Focus on some type of row each week where it could be a barbell row, you could do a seated cable row, Um, you could even, you know, it could even be a pull down if you wanted to. Uh, Focus on those compound exercises and focus on getting better at them. Focus on improving your performance with them week to week because you should be able to. Uh, at 14, you would be considered a beginner to strength training. And uh, anybody who is a teenager would probably be considered a beginner to strength training. And since you are that young, you're actually in a really advantageous position to start training, learn about training, and make massive amounts of progress. Uh, you really are in a good spot. So I would highly encourage you to worry less, think less, stress less about being a little bit overweight and wanting to lose some body fat because you still have a lot of growing to do. And if you can instead focus on performance with exercise, getting in a good routine, developing some of those healthier habits, you'll see years down the road, um, you're in a much different place. And I know years down the road right now sounds like forever, but it's really not. 
And um, you can learn to love that journey so that when you get to 18 and you're graduating high school, you may be in a much, much different and better position um, and have all of these healthier lifestyle habits and potentially have like this really super healthy hobby uh, that you can continue to pursue for the rest of your life because you got into strength training. Um, So that's what I would encourage. Like anybody that's that young, if if you're a teenager and you're worrying about being a little bit overweight, you, you it's, it's hard. It's hard to like shift your focus at that age to say, yeah, you know what? It's not the end of the world. There's a lot of road in front of me and, and you know, I just need to be patient. I know that's difficult, but it is reality. Uh, and I've been there (laughs) when I was young, when I was that age, I was, I guess in the opposite position where I was super skinny and, uh, I, I hated the way that I looked and, I remember when I was told about strength training and I actually had some people in the past try and take me under their wing and teach me about it. The concept of like, yeah, if you do this stuff for three to six to nine months, you can look dramatically different. Like that seemed so long to me. Three months seemed so long. And I was like, wait, I have to show up at the gym and do all these workouts for like at least three months to start seeing change in my body. And, and I, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't wrap my head around it. So I quit. I, I was like, no, this is not for me. There's got to be something better. There's got to be a quicker fix. And uh, guess what? There's not. <laughs> but um, so I, I say that to say, I, like, I know the mindset. I know that that seems like a, a really long time. But um, focusing on performance is really the thing that you should be concerned with right now. Don't worry so much about being a little bit overweight because you have a lot of growing to do and you could very much uh, help yourself for years to come by shifting your focus right now to performance and finding those forms of exercise you enjoy, finding those forms of exercise that are most beneficial for you. So like I said, the compound exercises with strength training, finding cardio that works well for you, um, and getting consistent with those. And if you do that, you're going to be fine. I promise you're going to be fine. Question number two, what alternatives do you have to the basic foods that I'm supposed to eat? And the examples this person gave were chicken, rice, veggies, eggs, protein, etc. So I want to take this in two to two different places. The first place I want to take this is the very beginning of this question where you said the foods I'm supposed to eat. And I want to be very clear here that there are no foods that you're quote unquote supposed to eat. There are no foods that you have to eat. There are no foods that you cannot eat. And that is a absolute fact. Um, I, I don't want you to think that there's anything wrong with eating certain foods or if there's anything right with eating certain foods. Obviously, when we look at all of the food that is out there, all the food that's in the grocery store, some of it is much more nutritious than others, right? The the produce section is going to be much more nutritious for you than anything you find in the snack aisle, like a box of Oreos or something like that. But it's what I would consider it to be very healthy for you to be able to eat a wide variety of foods. And that includes the box of Oreos, maybe not the whole box in one sitting, but that includes the box of Oreos and the sweet treats that maybe people would tell you are bad or unhealthy. I think that the healthiest thing anybody can do is have a wide variety of foods and be able to eat all of those types of foods without feeling any type of guilt, without trying to feel like they're doing something wrong or doing something right. You know what I mean? Like 
ideally we have a balance where we can do all that. Now I know that's like a perfect world and it's kind of a dream scenario. And I, I don't think that anybody can go into eating just any old food and have a, uh, you know, a completely neutral stance on it. So I, I do understand that. And I do understand why you said like foods I'm supposed to eat, but in, at the end of the day, regardless of what your goal is, if it's weight loss, if it's maintaining your weight, if it's just trying to be healthy or develop more confidence, if you're trying to build muscle or build strength, like whatever the goal is, there are no foods you're supposed to eat. There are foods that are going to help you more. There are foods that are going to be more nutritious than others. And you labeled quite a few of them in your question, uh, right? Chicken, rice, veggies, eggs, protein, etc. What alternatives do you have to the basic foods I'm supposed to eat? And I would say this, like if you're trying to just in general, build a nutritious plate, if you're trying to build a nutritious plate of food, what would that typically look like? And quite honestly, it typically looks the same. Now, the players, like the things that appear on your plate may be different time to time, but the the general gist of it is going to be the same. I always tell people, you should start by focusing on a protein source. So you said chicken there. That's a protein source. You could also do steak. You mentioned eggs. You could have eggs on there. Uh, you could have any type of fish that you want, ground beef, ground turkey, like some type of protein source is probably going to be the best thing to have to focus your meal around. And then you build around it with like some type of carb source, fruit, veggie. And like there are hundreds of different types of foods, fruits. There are hundreds of different types of vegetables and there are hundreds of different types of carb sources. Um, so there's uh, endless combinations of things that you can put together to build healthy, nutritious, high protein meals. But at the end of the day, like the composition of those meals is probably going to look the same. So that's, that's, I think something important to understand that I know there's different styles of food. Like you have Italian food, Mexican food, uh, Chinese food, like there's all different types of food, like styles, genres, whatever you want to call it. And there are different food stuffs, I guess is the word, right? Like types of food um, for each of those categories. But at the end of the day, that's the composition that we're probably looking for in most cases. Um, and, and the last thing I'll say is like to actually get to your question, what alternatives do you have? Like there are so many ways, and, and I talk, talk about this all the time. There are so many ways that you can spice up, and I literally mean spice up, different or I guess you could spice up the same foods in different ways to make them taste different, but it ends up being the same food at the end of the day. Um, so let's take a few things that you mentioned there, chicken and rice. Uh, you can season and sauce chicken about 72 or more different ways to make it taste different. And, you know, there's like, teriyaki chicken there's uh spices that you can put on to make it like spicy chicken or like a you know a, a burrito bowl taco bowl type of style of chicken you could do barbecue chicken like there are so many different ways you can cook chicken you could put chicken in a crock pot or an instant pot you know pressure cooker um to, to have it taste differently meal to meal that really aren't all that hard to do so a lot of times it could be just like putting chicken in the oven cooking it pulling it back out and then like putting a different sauce on it it could be that simple. Uh, and, and oftentimes that's one of the keys to like dietary success 
is finding a few three to four to five meals or types of foods that you really enjoy eating over and over and over again um, and making them the majority of the foods that you eat. I did a post on TikTok actually about this that did really, really well because I said, you know, this is something that I don't think a lot of people in the fitness industry are brave enough to say or talk about because it comes off as... I think like coaches are afraid to come off as being overly restrictive about the food that they eat. So they're not, they're not comfortable saying, well, you know what? You should probably eat like this, this, and this and eat them most of the time if you like them, because then you're going to get all kinds of people coming at you saying like, well, that's too restrictive. You should not ever have to eat certain foods. And obviously that's not what I'm saying. I'm never saying that you have to eat any foods, but if you find some foods that you really enjoy eating and you are okay with eating them, most of the time, then you should do that. And that's part of what makes a lot of people so successful. Like if you talk to people, um, a lot of coaches out there, a lot of other people that you see, you know, on social media or whatever, or like if they're like power lifters or athletes, you say like, you know, what does your diet look like? A a vast majority of them will probably tell you like, yeah, you know what? It's kind of boring. Like I tend to eat a lot of the same stuff, but like I have this thing, I set it up this way and I really love it. That tends to be a common theme amongst people who have like made a lot of progress with this stuff. And so don't feel like that's a bad thing. If you found some foods that you enjoy that fit your goals really well, like go for it. Keep going with those meals. That's going to help you and help you make more progress over time. I've also made a post about the one, I have one meal that I eat all the time. And it is chicken and rice. I add some black beans to it. I add some Mexican cheese blend to it. Uh, I have this guacamole salsa that's really good. And I'll toss some hot sauce on it, heat it all up. It's basically a taco bowl, right? It's like a burrito bowl. But it and it's so good to me that I'll eat it once or twice a day every day. And the cool thing about it is like it has a nice balance of carbs and fats and protein. It's a high protein meal that it really uh, contributes well to what I want to do with my workout. So I'll eat it before my workout a couple hours before it's a great pre-workout meal. And then after my workout, I'll eat it again because it's a great post-workout meal and I'll add some fruit or veggies to it. And it works, it works great. So there's nothing wrong with having that repetitiveness to your diet. And I know like the core of this is like, what alternatives do you have? There's nothing wrong with finding a few meals that you like and continue to eat them consistently. Um, and then in terms of alternatives, like there, there's, it's whatever you want it to be. It's whatever you want it to be. As long as you're getting in, you know, the, the amount of protein that you're supposed to get every day, as long as you're controlling your calories. But at, it, when, when we talk about meal composition, it tends to be a protein source complemented by a carb source. And then you add fruit or vegetable to it that those are the most nutritious meals you can build. So that's uh, kind of I don't know. I I feel like I didn't really answer the question. I kind of like tiptoed around like actually giving you alternatives, but it's based on what you like. I'm not going to tell you what you like. I don't know enough about you, uh, the listener, to say this is what you should eat. I will never tell you what you should eat, but that's the composition we're searching for. So whatever you can find that you enjoy that fits those, uh, those, those, that ticks all those boxes that's that's what you should be eating and find alternatives that give you a little bit of variety meal to meal to meal. All right, question number three. I got this from one of my clients. Uh, does it matter when you take creatine? Do you recommend any certain brands? Um, I get questions about creatine all the time. It's amazing. Like this, 
I think I've had a question about creatine in my last two to three Q&As. And it's, it's funny because like creatine is not new. <laughs> creatine is not new. It's been around for years and years and years. It's the most studied uh, molecule in all of sports science. And it has tons of research backing it saying, yes, it helps with performance and recovery for, for your workouts. Um, and there's, there's a lot of emerging research about it that also shows like it can help with, uh, cog- cognitive function and, 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 uh, you know, other health benefits. So it's, it's virtually unanimous that like, yeah, you should probably take creatine three to five grams a day. If you want to listen to more about like my recommendations for creatine dosing, you can hit up one of the past Q and A's. Cause I know I have, uh, information in those episodes. I won't bore you with that again, but does it matter when you take creatine? No, it does not. It really doesn't. As long as you're consistent with it. Um, creatine is all about saturating the muscle with creatine. So it's about getting consistent dosages of creatine into your system so that your muscles are saturated saturated with creatine. Creatine monohydrate is uh, what I typically recommend virtually everybody. Uh, creatine monohydrate, three to five grams a day. It does not matter when you take it. What I would recommend is for you, when are you going to most easily remember to take it? And then whenever that is, have it then. For me, um, I like to have my creatine with my post-workout meal. So I actually get creatine capsules. You can get the creatine powder or you can get um, some companies sell the creatine powder in a capsule. For me, it's just easier to like toss up a few pills in my mouth, chug it with water. Um, and that helps me out. So when I make my post-workout meal, I grab my five grams of creatine. And then as I'm eating, I will take the capsules with my food that helps me digest it better. And it just, it works for me. Um, and I keep the capsules in the kitchen where I make that meal. So it's like all in the same place. I, I never forget to do it. And it just works. I know some people ha- like to have a protein shake in the morning. And so they'll do the creatine and just put it in that shake, have it with their breakfast, and then they do it every day. And it's easy to remember. Some people like to put it in their post-workout shake. Some people like to put creatine in their pre-workout supplement before they work out. Timing does not matter. Creatine is not going to, there's not like a window where like you have to have it before your workout so that you have a good workout or like you have to have it right after your workout so that you recover well. It's just about having it consistently. Um, and as long as you can do that, you'll be perfectly fine. In terms of recommending any certain brands, no, I don't. And I get this question all the time. I actually just answered a question on Instagram before I started recording. Somebody asked me, you know, is there a, a brand of whey protein I recommend? And like with this stuff, I, no, really, honestly, no. I think if you're buying the right thing in terms of like the supplement X, whatever that supplement is, if you're buying the right thing, it really shouldn't matter too much the brand that you're going with. Um, there are some brands that are more reputable than others, but you know, and this is part of the reason I could, I could work with a a supplement brand right now. I I get emails (laughs) a few times a month from different supplement companies asking if I want to, you know, work with them. And like, I just think supplements, there are so many supplement companies out there now, and there are so many different versions of the same thing that like, they're not all from brand to brand to brand. They are so unbelievably similar that it, 
it's just like not, there's no point. Like it, so, if you're looking for creatine monohydrate from a brand, I would say focus on getting the creatine monohydrate. And whatever brand you want to get it from, it's probably fine. I, I the, it shouldn't matter what company you get it from. I don't have a go-to company that I that I use. I don't have a go-to company that I actually work with. Um, so I don't have a specific recommendation of where to get it. But creatine monohydrate, three to five grams a day, and you should be all good. Question number four, I find it hard to stay in a deficit because I eat emotionally and I join whenever my roommates eat? Do you have any tips? This is tough. This is really, really tough because there's like the social aspect of food is very real. And when you're getting together with friends and family, you don't necessarily want to feel like you can't join in on the fun when everybody else is. So I I understand how, I understand the dynamics here. And it's funny, you know, like I just had, uh, Easter brunch. We I, we just wrapped it up. My parents came over. We had an awesome brunch. My mom made a ton of food. It was really, really good. And I had, uh, you know, one of these like epiphanies that I seem to have every time an event or a holiday comes along where you realize, okay, the reason that we have, the reason that I dial things in the majority of the time is in part so that when holidays or events, birthday parties, whatever they may be, come along, when those things come along... It, they can be stress-free. You don't have to worry about it. And so like today, I'm not going to hit my macros and I don't really give a shit. (laughs) I don't really care. Maybe I will. I'm not tracking. Like I'm not trying to track all the little stuff that my my mother cooked that'd be impossible to do in the first place. And it just doesn't matter. Um, So, you know, for this question, when this happens... With roommates, I suppose maybe it's something that is happening more often than every once in a while. I guess the first place I go to is like, you know, if it's a get together with friends that happens once a week or something like that, it shouldn't, it doesn't have to be that big of a deal uh, because, you know, if you're dialed in and you're doing the right things right most of the time, then you can have that Saturday with your friends and, you know, eat, enjoy some of that food with them. If you're having a couple drinks, have a couple drinks and and it it doesn't have to be a big deal because you're dialed in at all the other times. Um, in terms of like, you know, eating emotionally though, and we're being worried about not joining in when your friends are joining in, that's a step deeper. And and, and that's one that's, it's a tough question for me to answer and give you a real dialed in, like this is the thing to do because it's different for everybody. But there, like I said, there are those dynamics where it's hard to remove yourself when everybody else is doing something and you want to be part of the group. Um, All I can say for this one is it does at some point, come back to what's most important to you. And if joining in with your friends is the thing that's most important to you, then that is probably the thing that you should do, right? You need to do what's important to you. But if that's not, if it doesn't align with what you want to do, and since you asked this question, I get the impression that like, yeah, it's, I eat emotionally, I join with them when they're doing things, but I don't really want to. Um, If you don't really want to, then that's something where like, you need to prioritize yourself over the thoughts and feelings and impressions that you think your friends may have um, and do good for you. And I think 
and a lot of those situations when you do, um, you may get a comment or two or something, but like typically it's not as big of a deal to those people as you may think it is. Um, so it, it's a hard thing to do, but remember the goal that you have, remember the reasons behind the goal that you have and try and prioritize yourself in those situations. And it's going to be hard. Uh, but as you do it and do it more and more and more and make the right decisions for you, it may get easier and easier. But, you know, in terms of tips for that situation, it's not an easy one. It is, it is 100% not an easy one. It's a hard one for me to give you a a direct specific answer for it. Um, but those are some of the things I think that maybe you can ponder and think about when you're in those situations. And if it really is something, Hey, I don't want to do, I'm only doing this because they are, um, maybe remove yourself from the situation or maybe stay in the situation and just put your foot down and make the right decision for you and for the goals that you have. All right. Question number five, last one of the episode. Uh, I got that question that says you should do, uh, you should talk about how you manage to write articles, do all the social media, newsletters, website, podcasts, along with having a family, other jobs and responsibilities, etc. So, um, I appreciate the interest <laughs> into how, uh, I do the, put out the content that I do, uh, uh, amongst everything else I got going on. Um, and I'd be happy to talk a little bit about it. You know, it's, there's no real magic. This, this, this question did come from a, another coach, um, who's trying to build his business and was just curious about how all this stuff comes together. Um, it, it took a long time for me to kind of figure out the, I guess the rhythm of how things need to operate on a daily basis to get things in and make it consistent. And, you know, it's funny because I'm recording this episode right now and both of my daughters are upstairs taking their naps. (laughs) And that's why I'm able to be recording this podcast right now. And I can't talk too loud because I don't want to wake them up. But, um, there's a, you know, everybody's going to have a different system, a different flow, a different rhythm to the day and to the week that's going to work best to get all the things done that you need to do. For me, it is, yeah, writing articles. I, I have a goal this year of doing one a week. Uh, I also am trying to pump out one podcast episode every week. Um, I obviously have, uh, you know, quite a few clients that I'm working with, um, some other goals that I have for this year is, uh, really taking advantage of social media right now, you know, for some, I don't have the largest platform, uh, as compared to a lot of other people in the fitness industry, but I'm, I'm, I'm building mine. And right now is a very interesting time in social media where, um, a lot of free organic reach is being given out to people. And uh, I know that it's not going to last forever. So I'm trying to take advantage of it as much as I possibly can until it goes away. And then at the end of the, you know, when that happens, I'll hopefully have, you know, built a bigger platform and and be happy uh, that I busted my ass in the year 2022 to do it. Because, you know, TikTok is an unbelievable platform for getting exposure. And because of that, Instagram and YouTube and other platforms have changed what they're doing to give away a bunch of free uh, reach and exposure as well. So I'm trying to uh, post at least twice, if not three, maybe four times a day on TikTok. And then that 
trickles its way over to Instagram and YouTube and everything like that. So um, like I said, I get the article goals. I have the podcast goals. I have those goals for social media, obviously sending newsletters out once a week. Um, so it's a lot going on and, and I do have a family. I have other jobs and stuff like that. So I'll just give you a basic breakdown of what a weekday looks like and then what a weekend looks like for me. And uh, a, a basic weekday is uh, up and working on um, either client emails and programs or uh, a article around 5.30 in the morning and doing that until about 8.30. So those first three hours of the day, I am busting out client check-ins, looking over client programs, and with leftover time, I am working on whatever that next article is going to be. Um, Then it's kind of like split time throughout the day. Um, but you know, pretty, pretty much just consistently working until, uh, around noon. Noon is when I train, I'll train for an hour and a half or so. Um, and then, you know, get back to it. Uh, the kids come home from, from daycare and then we have a few hours of family time there. And then once the kids go down for the night, uh, it's back online to do more client check-ins and programs and all that good stuff. So they're long days, but you know, it's not so bad when you absolutely love what you're doing. Um, and then on the, so that's Monday through Friday is pretty much the same. Like it's, it's a lot of work at the computer. Uh, it's early mornings and, and late nights, but it's fun. And then on the weekends, I, I try to utilize those long days during the week to minimize as much work as I need to or have to do on the weekends. So weekends are, uh, much more family centric. Uh, at least I try to make them be, uh, I, I do have the window of about hour and a half, two hours, uh, in the middle of the day where I can record a podcast like this or do more client programs or anything like that. Uh, but the majority of the week ha- work happens during the week. And then obviously, again, once the kids go to bed at night, I hop on the computer and do whatever I need to do. So, um, there's no, again, there's no magic to it. Uh, you have to love what you're doing. You have to absolutely love creating content, which I absolutely love to do. And you have to love doing client check-ins. You have to love working with your clients. Um, it's just a, you know, it's like anything else. Like if, if you love what you do, you love the people that you work with, it's easy to show up. It's easy to show up. And, and so it is, it honestly is. Um, I don't wake up at that early in the morning and like dread it. I wake up and get excited to make some coffee and hop on the computer and, and see what my clients have said in their check-ins. Uh, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun, but again, I appreciate the interest. That's, um, that's, that's it in a nutshell. Hopefully that was some interesting insight for those of you that, that listen to the podcast regularly, but, uh, a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. So um, that's going to wrap it up for today. Thank you again for listening and joining me on this episode and uh, reiterate what I said at the top. May 1st. Okay. May 1st, I'm opening things up for new interested clients. If you are interested or just want to get some more information, hit that coaching link in the show notes. Okay. And then we can, uh, talk if you're interested in, uh, being one of those folks who get started on May 1st, uh, feel free to reach out to me, submit an application, and we could talk a bit more about what you're interested in doing. And I hope to hear from you. So, all right. Uh, thank you again. I appreciate it. And I will talk to you next week.